And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords, and we're free of Robert, finally! Yes! Yes! <laughs> I hope he's, like, hearing this and, like, immediately dejected. Um, yeah, that's how we want him to feel. That's how we want him to feel. No, Robert is uh, in the process of moving and uh, couldn't be bothered to, like, spend an hour with his friends, so um, fuck that guy. <laughs> done we're done. done with you we're done with robert until the next episode where we beg him to come back yeah um no uh you know robert uh you know him and his wife uh gotta get a place so congratulations to them they seem happy with it and uh, i hope it works out yeah and i hope they uh figure out their priorities for the future yeah i hope yeah next know? time they recognize that this is more important than uh, moving and unpacking so uh whatever um yeah, we're joking, of course, Robert. Come on. He's, come back. Come back, please come, come back. back. Um, Max, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? yeah no. Okay. okay, good, yeah. I <laughs> want to get to it. Once you ask three times. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you it's know. the Austin Powers rule of it. Yeah. You have to ask the Will Ferrell's character three times. Oh, that's right. That's, uh, that's a reference from a while ago. Hey. Yeah. Was that the one with uh, with Foxy Cleopatra? No, I think it's the second one. Oh, uh, yeah. Foxy's in the third one. I remember hardly anything about that, but I think they had some number two jokes in there. Was that the Will Ferrell character? No, number, number two? two is the is like his... Uh, his uh, Will Ferrell, I forget the name of his character, but he plays like a henchman, and he's like at the very beginning of the second one. Mm. And he's like... Austin Powers catches up to him and forgets for a sec like i think he's met him before and he forgets that he has the three question thing because that's uh-huh. always happens in movies where it's like where is he i'll never tell you come on where is he no where is he fine you know like it just mm-hmm. it's so like he's like you know where is dr evil he's like i'll never tell you where is dr evil you'll have to kill me powers where is dr evil all right fine i'll tell you <laughs> Speaking of spy movies, uh huh, I watched the behind. Oh, the- is this movies we've seen? No, not quite. okay. This is uh, <laughs> uh things we've seen. Is, yeah, just uh, yeah. I watched a behind the scenes thing for Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, on uh, the Halo jump that they did out of the plane where they're going at the ground. Henry uh, Cavill. Cavill. Cavalcade. Oh yeah, I'm always uh, like confused whether it's Cavill or Cavill. Cavill. I think it is. I, th- I think it I think is Cavill. I think you're right. I think it's Cavill. I think it's Cavill. Uh-oh. Cavalry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, Superman is falling out of the airplane and he's knocked out and uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise has to jump out. And uh, they actually did that whole thing and they had him jump and they were you know, falling and it was Tom Cruise. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean... It, not at the height that they portray it. But yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And um, not at the time they portray it and not a lot of stuff that they portrayed. But they still uh, fell out of a plane. Yeah, he still jumps out of a plane. He's diving and he has to like, uh, you know, zip around in there. And, and they had to do it several times. So it was like multiple days. They only have one jump a day. So I think it was like 15 days or something sure. like that to get that shot. And he had to learn how to do halo jumping, which is high altitude, low yeah, something that starts with O. <laughs> that, <laughs> that means that like they deploy their shoot pretty low. Um, but anyways... Uh, it was weird because they did all of that realistic stuff, that 
practical. They actually went through and did it. But the amount of CG in that scene makes it seem so fake that it doesn't yeah, that's matter why that they I, that's, did it for that's real. That's so funny because like, to me, I was just like, oh, yeah, they just CG'd that stuff. I, I mean, I I should know better. Like Tom Cruise loves to do his own stunts on everything. So, But what a waste. And they, what a waste, they, yeah. They add like clouds and lightning. They they make it at night when it was actually kind of dusk at the at the time. I think it's just another example of like John Wick was kind of this way for me where they actually had Keanu Reeves doing cool stuff and then they just had really bad like filming and they cut to uh, like really close up shots and then uh, immediately turned to another shot when what he was doing was actually cool and well choreographed. You couldn't tell yeah. because of the way they shot it. And this adding a ton of CG, it's like, okay, it's cool that you did the practical stuff, but nobody thinks it's practical. And it, just, right. it looks like just a, like a, a computerized mess. Can you so. imagine if like the scene where he like shattered his ankle in the movie, they like put like a bunch of like CGI balloons yeah. and you're just like, like a, ti- oh. a tiger's jumping after him. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. So like the whole like background is fake, except he like really breaks his ankle doing like a practical yeah. stunt, but they just like CGI the hell out of it. Yeah. It breaks his ankle and he's jumping like, over a volcano thing like everything completely they turn it into he's like in a bouncy castle and he breaks his ankle doing a stunt that is supposed to be dangerous but they put him in a bouncy castle yeah that'd be cool uh speaking of keanu reeves this is a bad segue but i've heard marvel wants to put him in a movie Uh uh-huh speaking of marvel movies how about that san diego comic-con news did you catch up on that stuff yeah dude Yeah, yeah dude yeah i did there are, yeah, a couple things about that, huh? <laughs> there are a couple things about it. I mean, it's funny because, like, we talk we talk about how Marvel seems to have, like, carte blanche over, like, we can make whatever the fuck we want now. Yeah. And I do feel like that was their Comic-Con announcements. It was just, like, we are so powerful that, like, our next round of announcements are the Eternals, yeah. Shang-Chi, um, a Thor 4 with... Natalie Portman yeah, and Tessa Thompson and probably Chris Hemsworth too. But like yeah. the main thing of it is Jane Foster as yeah. Thor. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. I think it's cool that they got Natalie Portman back. Yeah. I think it's cool that she's back for the right reason because mm-hmm. she's actually getting, you know, something to do in this one. I think uh, Tyke is going to do his little thing and it's going to be fun. And it like the name of the movie is great. And, uh, yeah, and again, the imagery, like the actual mm-hmm. graphic. Yeah. Well, do you, do you remember what the name of the new Doctor Strange is? Uh, it's like Doctor Strange and like the mystical maze of mirrors or, you know, it's like something yeah. like, like that. It's yeah. not exactly that. I'm going to look it up real quick, but yeah, I heard one, that one is supposed to be a, like a horror movie. It's going to have a horror bend to it. Although I think it is PG or P, like PG 13 or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool, and uh, I think they're going to continue with the trippy Doctor Strange stuff and uh, go into his mind and all of that. Yeah. And it should be fun. I'm just, I'm very excited about, why can't I find the title? Here we go. I think it's on here. Good old Hmm. Den of Geek. Um, It is called, ugh, damn it. You gotta scroll past a couple uh, ads. Doctor here. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. I love mwah, I love that name. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. We'll talk more about the multiverse later, but yeah. um Yeah, I I dig it. I dig everything that yeah. they're doing here. Uh at first I thought, hey, this is 
this is kind of light. Like there are no Avengers announcements, right. no, none of the, I guess, stuff we're used to. Uh, a lot of the stuff was TV, so mm-hmm. you know we I, we still don't know how that's going to turn out. Well, the Eternals is a pretty big cast. Well, Eternals is a movie. Yeah, yeah, Eternals is a big cast. Yeah, and a a great cast, but mm-hmm. also like very different from the Eternals as they are in the comics. So I'm still kind of like uh, waiting to see what's going on there. I'm sure they'll do a great job. I'm sure they'll do a great job, and like I am, I am totally unfamiliar with the Eternals. Like, if you asked me to name one Eternal, I could not do it. I probably couldn't either, but I have read a comic yeah. for it, so it's just like the, the names. I guess they just don't show up all that often, but right. I have I have read them, and I, I dug what I read of sure. them. Sure. I, I, th- I have faith in them that whatever... Because I've, I've heard that they are gender-swapping a lot of the characters, yeah. so like the Eternals are male and like all male in the comics and no. okay. There are, there are definitely a couple girls in but there it, and, and they just, they gender swapped a couple other sure. ones. But this, this cast at least seems like half and half male, female. Yeah. Which cool. Like if you're going to like, I'm fine with, I've never had a problem with like gender swapping or, you know, changing the color of a character you know, like having Lawrence Fishburne play Perry White or Michael B. Jordan play the Human Torch, I'm I would I have no problem with that sort of casting. Just tell a good story. I don't care, you know, yeah. if you change this about this character. I just want you to. I just want them to make a good movie with it. Yeah, I'm kind of like a, you know, it it bounces back and forth. I'm a little a little bit of a stickler. Like, hey, if you're gonna um, do a comic, go to the comic. Like, copy the the outfit from the comic copy the stuff copy the character like if you want to introduce new characters introduce new characters but in in some regards if it's like if it's a character that is uh like the eternals mm-hmm. nobody knows i mean right even people who are into comics and who know the eternals are not like you know you oh, can't I just love ajax and and yeah. the history behind ajax like it really doesn't matter it's not part of the character so um yeah who cares mm-hmm. uh but in terms of just like outright just flipping things up, I I think sometimes they make mistakes with that, and uh, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I think like doing. you can take a chance and it can you can whiff with it, and yeah. I think like that's that's fine. I like I said for me it it has much less to do with like my personal stake with the character in terms mm-hmm. of like how I remember it uh, as much as like I just want it to make sense and I want like yeah. you to tell a good. Not even like, you know, oh, if you're going to make Johnny Storm black, make a good story out of the fact that he's black. Like, if Michael B. Jordan does a good job as Johnny Storm, then yeah. like, great. I don't like it doesn't bother. Yeah. I don't I, it doesn't bother me. He doesn't have blonde hair and, and light skin. Yeah. But that's an example of like, you do have to make that make sense if he's the sister or the brother of Sue Storm. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that stuff's got to, you know, have some kind of explanation. to Yeah. It. Um, but yeah, other than that, go for it. Yeah. I, I I think I prefer and this when the when the comics do it first I'm much more forgiving. I I prefer when they just switch up actual characters. You know, so like Thor uh is uh a different character going in. I I totally forget the character's name now. Um which who, character? Who, well, who Natalie Portman plays? Jane Foster. Jane Foster, that's right. So like Jane Foster becomes Thor and right. the same like Miles Morales is Spider-Man. So have a different uh, character within that take the reins of sure. that title and how like Flash has been Barry Allen and Wally, Wally West. West and, and yeah. Jay Garrett I think before yeah. that whatever so like 
all Garrick? Garrick, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but I like that better when you pass the title on. I think that is a, a more... Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And I cannot wait to see Falcon. And that's more of this. St- did they yeah. do that stuff at the Disney Plus stuff at Comic-Con? Yeah, they did. They uh, brought Sebastian Stan and, cool. and Anthony Mackie on. I didn't see the whole thing. I, I just saw either. clips. Uh, but they were out there and I'm excited for that. That one might, yeah. Like, I'm really excited to see that because I think that's where they'll debut um, Falcon as Captain America. Yeah. And they apparently there were ideas to put that in Spider-Man Far From Home and they they took that out. Um, But yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes. I'm curious to see what Loki's up to because... um, Hijinks, for sure. I'm I'm mostly interested in the characters they're going to... That they'll draw on for that because they have all the letters of Loki in different styles because mm-hmm. he's going to all these different multiverses and I haven't sure. really found a good uh, breakdown of okay what might these letters represent because I think they're each going to represent you know a different time a different place but what does that mean in terms of characters I feel like they might introduce Enchantress but sure I'm not sure. like that seems like the eye to me for some reason I think just because it's green <laughs> yeah I'm like okay Enchantress here. And then I don't know, the K looks like an axe. I don't know who carries an axe, but like. They could I, do some stuff with like some of the other Thors or the, you know, like Beta Ray Bill. Oh, I would love Beta Ray Bill. I, I would Something like, like that. that. Like, I think yeah. they could play around with some of the auxiliary characters from like the Thor, you know, comics that they don't get to use the ones in the that movies. They didn't kill off in, on Asgard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like maybe Sif. Who like has not her fate has not been revealed. Uh, okay. From like the movies because she just isn't in Thor three. Yeah. And they have not said like oh well Sif died you know uh, battling Thanos or and they haven't explained it in uh, the Agents of Shield. No, she did show up for an episode, but that was I think before Thor three. Okay, yeah. I she think was, she did a couple episodes, and that's why I was wondering if they had yeah. gone into no more detail. Nah. Okay. Nah, bro. Okay. Should but, we get into... Oh, ooh, sorry. Ooh, 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 my, ooh. For the thing I was most excited about mm-hmm. in the announcements, even though I don't really care about the character, was Mahershala Ali as Blade. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I'm thrilled. What a great casting choice. Yes. Oh, my God. Apparently, he went to them after winning an Oscar for Green Book. Uh-huh. And he was like, I like Blade. <laughs> I want to play Blade. And then there's like, I guess we're bringing back Blade. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We had no plans yeah. to do this, but let's bring back Blade. Exactly. That's what they said. Uh-huh. They said Blade. This is Kevin Feige is talking. This sure. Blade because of Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. and uh, Mahershala Ali because, you know, he's Mahershala right, Ali. Right. Yeah. So we're just going to go ahead. And um, oh, because he liked Blade. That's yeah. I so uh, I found out all this stuff. I went to a friend's birthday party. Mm hmm. And uh, Liza, the co-host of uh, Throwback School, and it was her birthday, and uh, I went to the party, and I sat down next to former guest, past guest, Kalen, Mm -hmm. and he was on his phone, and I was like, oh, what are you looking at? He's like, oh, the Marvel news from Comic-Con. I was like, oh, bye, everybody else. We'll be over here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when he told me that Mahershala Ali was going to play Blade, I was pretty excited. That is a great... (laughs) Were you stoked? I was staked. I, I oh that's a good one too, uh-huh. but he played uh, one of the Stokes in uh, Luke Cage. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. he's Cottonmouth. Wow. Anyway, it, anyway, it is weird that they're kind of. I think they're tossing everything out from Netflix. 
the uh, the Daredevil and and Punisher. And there all was that. something I saw that like they get like they like get the rights back to these characters at a certain point. Characters, but and, I don't think they get the right back to actors and portrayals right. and all that stuff. So I think they're gonna have to revamp everything. Yeah, and everything that we know about Luke Cage and all of that stuff yeah. is gone now, which is too bad. Because I thought they did a good job with some of it, but it doesn't but, mean that some of these char- these actors can't reprise their roles. Like somebody else, we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, real quick, I did want to talk about something not Marvel related. Okay. But um, James Bond. They're getting, oh yeah. So yeah, they they have. Uh, what is the name of the actress? I want to get this right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. The thing that I'm super excited about is the person writing it is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who played L7 in Solo, and who That's right. was, is in Fleabag, and who wrote um, Killing Eve, which I kind of wonder now, was Killing Eve kind of a, a proof of concept, saying, like, oh. oh, hey, I can do spy-type shenanigans. But she was talking about, I guess now they're saying... Um, no longer bond girl it's now bond woman yeah and then uh, of course there are going to be a a ton of people getting upset about this but she was talking about how um lashana lynch lashana lynch yeah they were talking about how um oh she okay i guess it is kind of related to the marvel because she was in uh captain marvel yeah but um uh so phoebe waller bridge was saying that that in this new generation kind of like is James Bond still relevant uh-huh. and she was like that's bullshit of course he's relevant and we can you know we're we're but we're gonna have to modernize the series yeah and so she was saying that uh like James Bond can be just as pig-headed just as like alpha male chauvinist as ever but the movie has to be aware of that and yeah. so I like that take on it don't change the character in order to you know just fit the times but change the movie itself it's right it, it realized so the it. people around bond aren't acting like wow what an what a great person i love yeah this versus like how people would react to yeah. that character and uh it brings me to another thing that i forgot to bring up uh-huh. uh about the um in black widow david harbour is in there david and this is why it's related because he kind of pissed me off in in season three of stranger things because he's kind of like an asshole the whole time, and the Wouldn't the show itself it. is not aware of it. It oh. seems like, and so that kind of really bugged me. It didn't. Every time he walks into the room, asshole. they start singing for he's a jolly good fellow. I mean, they know he's an asshole, but like he is specifically uh, a like bad dude uh-huh. to uh, Winona Ryder's character, and yet they do like a a love thing, like oh, just an asshole because he's into her. Right. That kind of stuff. Oh, and he's then, and then he's mean up. to her because he likes exactly her. Exactly that kind of thing. And it really frustrated me. Yeah. Um, and they never resolved that until like she decides, you know, he's too much or whatever. They just were like, yeah, that's true love is being an asshole right. to the person that you care about. Um, uh, which may be true for some people, but like the, the fact that that's their take on it. I think is, that's a trope is, that we can get away from. Yeah, and, exactly. So frustrating. But David Harbour is going to be in Black Widow. As Hellboy. As Hellboy. The thing is, his fucking haircut on stage as, you know, just as David Harbour uh-huh. 
was what Hellboy should have had in the fucking movie. <laughs> with like rather than the Aragorn Lord of the Rings bullshit. Yeah. Like he should have had the haircut that he had, the little man bun that uh-huh. David Harbour came up on stage with. So I was like, yeah, it looks good on him. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't they do that in Hellboy? Maybe that was him showing them like, could have had this. Could have had this. Well, should have. Should have yeah. had this. Really. Bug me. That's what his shirt said. Should have had this. With an, <laughs> with an arrow point going around to the back and pointing up to his ponytail. <laughs> kind of hard to see until he did the Yeah, the until he twirled. twirled. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. All right. Let's move on to some... you forget about me look my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen maybe we should call this uh movies max has seen because i ain't seen shit i ain't seen shit i ain't seen shit uh i watched isle of dogs oh yeah that's good did you like it uh, i yeah I, I liked it somewhat yeah i gotta say i was watching it on a plane uh-huh and you know like always getting ready and going on planes pretty hectic uh-huh. i fell asleep for part of it sure uh, I really like Wes Anderson, but I gotta say I'm not the biggest fan of the stop motion stuff. I still haven't seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Well, if you liked Isle of Dogs, I think you should check it out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I saw it in theaters, so I think mm-hmm. my experience is probably different than if I watched it again at home. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I I liked it fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. It sounded that like my like initial were, reaction yeah. was like, "Oh, how'd you like it? I, oh, I really shoot." Yeah, I think that uh, Wes Anderson has a habit of kind of setting up everything in his scenes. Every single line is kind of particular and, and all the uh, all the framework and all the uh, settings and everything is very particular. Uh-huh. And I think when he has uh, full control over everything, the fact that it, like you're creating these characters from the ground up, you're creating every like the every scenario and like, Everything is kind of in your hands. I think it's too much. It's too controlled. Whereas in the movies, you kind of get the actors putting in their own spin here and there, or just like moving in a way that's different than you'd expect. Yeah. Or you have to kind of do camera work in a in a scene outside or something. Whereas every shot in Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs seems to be just very flat. Like it doesn't have a whole lot of space to it. Hmm. It's just kind of like a 2d image and they're moving left to right like a video game platformer or something yeah i see that and so um i didn't really notice until the end and i thought about you know like what is it that kind of like that'd be a hard movie to watch on a plane i gotta like commend you for your bravery (laughs) and thank you for your service um (laughs) that like any movie is a hard movie to watch on a plane i agree i agree with that but i think like when you have a movie i i don't like the visuals in it are interesting, but mm-hmm. they're also very like you're saying that like, it moves like a 2D platformer, uh-huh. and because like the animation, especially in this one, the animation isn't very like the artwork isn't very exciting. Like it's really kind of gritty and dirty, mm-hmm. and I just I think I would fall like I, as much as like I do I did think the movie was enjoyable. I think mm-hmm. on a plane I think I would have just fallen right asleep, and it's like yeah. The tone of it also, because it's a Wes Anderson movie, I think most Wes Anderson movies would be hard to watch on a plane. Yeah. But the tone of it is just so, like, right in the middle. Like, it doesn't Uh really peak or valley ever. Yeah. And it just, yeah, that's difficult. 
It is. It is. But I mean, I am very oh, brave for watching it. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Overall, I did. I think I thought it was a good movie, but it wasn't one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Um, I did like they did like two D animation every once in a while, and they're usually it was on TV or something, and they would show a scene. Yeah. And that stuff I like better than the stop motion. So mm-hmm. I would be interested to see what he could do with a full on hand drawn two D sure animation thing. Uh, rather than that. And then after that, I watched uh, Veronica Mars movie. Oh, yeah? To get ready for the new season, uh-huh. which I haven't started. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I still fucking hate Logan. Thank you so much. I am in a t- constant text conversation with my friend. Your friend? She loves Logan. Wrong. She how? is wrong. Like, she is wrong. I can't believe she exists. <laughs> how, I don't know how, because I've, I've been wondering yeah how can you like this character i don't get i she she and i have a an upcoming summit where we're going to talk about it because we have neither of us have finished the new season mm-hmm. of veronica you, mars you started it? i haven't started it yet oh, okay. at all but she's halfway through is Lo- is logan in it i assume so because he's in the trailer for it so yeah, whether so or not seen, he's you've seen them oh well then yeah so you've seen the um movie and everything yeah uh, okay he went off to the Navy, and I was like, it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, you know? so long. It's dangerous. Yeah, thank you for your service. Goodbye. Dangerous we don't need to see you there. again. You know, ships get yeah. sunk and everything. Or so. he's just at, at sea for a long time and not yeah. in the movie or the show. Yeah, or or he's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you, know, you know, you got some choices there. Sure. I hate Logan, and I think he's a terrible character, and he's nothing but sarcasm and uh, like bad attitude. And, and not particularly charming at it. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to do that. And he's not doing he's it. He's not doing it. I can't, I really can't fathom. I'm curious to hear uh, your discussion with okay. her because she's so wrong. And I want to see how she justifies her terrible. It'll opinion. be on a future throwback to school. So, okay. I'll yeah. be, I'll be listening uh, with my teeth. Uh, Gr- grinding. Yeah. Grinding. Go see your dentist beforehand. Yeah probably screaming and, and questioning the universe uh-huh. and uh clapping every time you speak <laughs> thanks yeah that's all i that's all i want yeah uh what did you think of the what did you think of the movie uh it was it was a good continuation i thought they had some uh like funny little things in there they talked about uh kickstarter and mm-hmm. they, you know there are some some other things i forget the exact points but i was i was like okay that's cool it was cool to see everyone grown up and like yeah. a, a little bit moved on you know her friends are awesome. Piz is cool. And Piz Mac is cool. And, and I, I, I don't like the way they just sort of like move on from Piz. Yeah. Because she starts the movie with Piz and then about three quarters of the way through the movie, yeah. she realizes she's bored with Piz and wants to be with Logan. When he's being fucking awesome too, by the it's, way. Yeah, it's not is, like he's a wet blanket or no. like a boring guy. He's just not this like destructive bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I'm kind of into this like bad boy thing. And it's just like, but like if they had portrayed Piz as like, he doesn't like, like he even like saves Logan at one point. Yeah. In like that big fight scene. Yeah. And you're just like, man, Piz is a cool dude. Like he's funny. He's nice to her. He sticks up for his friends. Like yeah. there's no point where you're like, ah, but he's kind of jealous or like, you know, you can see like there's a little bit of this. It's just like, no, he's and, just nice, yeah. and and he's not boring. He's out there dancing on the dance floor. Right. And he's got his radio. He show gets along with her like friends. Yeah. It's not like you know, just like her her dad likes him. It's just like there's no like there's no point where you're like oh, it's kind of a red flag from Piz. Instead, it's just like no, just like the human embodiment of a red flag is what Veronica wants. Yeah, 
Anyway. So, so that's disappointing. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Whatever. That's drama. And then like I, the way they got, the way they kind of wrote him out was just like, he, do, she doesn't show up to a breakfast with him and his dad yeah. and she break, like, she's just like, well, I'm not going to show up. Uh, bye. Yeah. Yeah. So long soccer. She made a lot of stupid choices also. With, yeah. Like, uh, not, not pursuing her career and everything like that. Yeah. And, uh, and not even because, you know, she didn't want to do it just because Logan's there. And he's not even there. She, right. It's <laughs> just kind of lame. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't love Veronica Mars in the Veronica Mars movie. But <laughs> right. Like, I, I just like the continuation of of the whole thing. Sure. Uh yeah. And then I watched thirty minutes of Justice League, and that's all I could take. Oh boy. They introduced Aquaman. I was like, hey, this isn't even the same Aquaman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just watch the Aquaman movie. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. It's really a bad movie. Yeah. From the 30 minutes that I saw. It. It's really bad. I, couldn't I saw the whole it. thing and it's really bad. I couldn't even watch it on an airplane. Yeah. That's where I, I think that's where I watched, that's where I watched it. And uh, I think I watched it in two installments and it was just a slog. It's not good. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're doing some new stuff. Yeah. That they're, they're taking it in a different direction because that direction was a dead end. Yeah, absolutely. Was from the start. Yep. It should have stopped a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's the movies that I've watched. Cool. Let's talk about some do, 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 do. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Did you watch any TV? I watched a couple episodes of the new Preacher season. But okay. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Mm-hmm. It's still still good. I still enjoy it. Good cast. Cool. Um, I The finale of Big Little Lies aired. This past weekend, and oh boy, oh boy, what a what a season! This is this. I can truly say, based on what I thought was going to happen in the season, mm-hmm. they totally did something I did not expect. Um, they introduced elements. Have you ever watched the show at all? Not a single time. Okay, I, I hardly even know the premise. Uh, the premise is it, it's in like Monterey, California, so it's in like this you know kind of like mm-hmm. rich neighborhood mostly white like 90 percent of the characters in the show are white you know zoe kravitz plays like the one black character mm-hmm. um they the first season deals with a, a murder like somebody gets murdered and you're the first season is told through like what is sort of like flashback uh foot footage um in quotation marks just like what happened before the murder mm-hmm. and then also like Inter- police interviews with all the characters yeah and uh, so you're trying to f- like figure out who gets murdered and who kills this person and like the whole time everybody else in the town's like oh the monterey five Ooh, they're so nasty i don't like them mm-hmm. and that's uh reese witherspoon nicole kidman laura dern zoe kravitz and shailene woodley that's a good cast it's a, g- a phenomenal cast the show is so good like yeah. it is well acted everybody is terrific in it laura dern i've never seen her play a character like this she is a lunatic and i love it she Uh is one of the best like i scream almost once an episode because especially the second season she is like totally off the hinges and she's phenomenal in it yeah um but this second season was dealing with the aftermath of the murder from the first season and also, um, <laughs> by the end, it kind of becomes like a court drama, <laughs> which is uh-huh. like a strange direction for it to go. But I still loved it. Uh, Nicole, the this season kind of centered more around Nicole Kidman, 
first season kind of centered more around i think the the center of it was shane lane woodley um kind of being a new person in town mm-hmm. and everybody kind of gets like equal screen time i think this season was much more nicole kidman which was weird because also nicole kidman could not decide if she was going to be australian this season or not <laughs> uh, her her accent would come out in the most bizarre spots Oy. like i think she's supposed to be from california but then she will say something where it's like no that's definitely her australian accent yeah um but yeah, this season they introduced, yeah, it became like a court drama by the end. And also, uh, they sort of introduced the like mystical black person element that like uh-huh. shows will sometimes go to where yeah, like they can do anything. Zoe Kravitz and her mother like share telepathy sort of like it's, it, Ooh, it's weird. a little weird and I'm not sure what happens with it. Cause like nothing like truly like there's not a part where like, Zoe Kravitz can like start read some reading somebody's mind, but like they Zoe Kravitz's mom like falls into a coma and like they're sort of like sharing memories. And so it's hard to tell if like they are just both having shared memory, like they're both thinking about the same thing at the same time, or they are like truly communicating through it's weird. It's like and, very and also like Is there anything else supernatural in the rest of the show? No, absolutely not. There is weird. a there is a thing where like uh her mother is trying to like get her into like mystical, you know, like putting crystals all over their house and like she's you can tell she's like very spiritual Uh and so there might be something with that where because she's like projecting this like thing where she thinks she's talking to her mother's mind or something like there's Uh never a part where she's like i'm talking to my mom in my mind but like Uh it's just through the way they portray it it kind of feels like they are trying to tell you that these two people are talking mind to mind Uh but you think that it could just be in her in her own mind Right, and just like she's going through a tremendous sense of guilt throughout this season, mm-hmm. and so it could be just her projecting that too. So they, at no point they confirm that her mom was like, "Oh yeah, no. when I was asleep, no, 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 that, no. yeah, okay. yeah, we shared a thought." All right, well no. that's that's a little bit better then. They, mm-hmm. they better not go there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep was in this season, which I've mentioned a couple uh-huh, times, and uh-huh. is just terrific. And her performance, especially in the last episode. Um, I don't want to give away too much because I, I think you'll enjoy the show. Uh-huh. But um, she plays the mother of a different of another character, and she finds out something about her child in the episode, and her the like emotions on her face when she is like discovering this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like obviously Meryl Streep is one of the like, greatest actor actresses uh-huh. of our time or anybody's time. <laughs> she is so great. And like, just in that moment, I was just like, Oh my God, I forget that I'm watching. Cause she's so like her, the choices that she makes in the show make her so unlikable most of the time. Yeah. But when you're watching that scene, you're just like, Oh my God, like that's a human being, you know, yeah. her character is a human. Um, you're just watching and you're just like, Oh my God, like what a terrific, like, I get to watch Meryl Streep do this. Yeah. Like how lucky are we to witness like one of the greatest actors of our entire lives turning in this performance in this show. And you're just like, Oh my God, what a great, you know, what a great role. Damn dude. That's a lot of praise. So anyways, you you think season two is better than season one? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. And, where they left it off at the end, you think it's going to keep on improving? You think they got a lot of uh, fertile ground? They seem to imply that there will be a season three, uh-huh. but I could also see if they were like, 
if they decided not to, that that would be a place that they could leave it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that with the end of season one too. Like they very obviously were leading to like a, even though I think the end of season one was the intended end of the series. Cause that's also, there's only, there's a, it's based on a book and that's where the book ends. Oh, okay. Um, but Weird. they like pan away and then like you are realizing that you're looking through somebody looking through binoculars at them. Mm. And so that was like, Oh, season two. And I think they tagged that on when they found out they were going to do a season two. Okay. And this one, uh, I, it's the same thing where like, if they decide to make the end of season two, the end, you're like, okay, like I see what they're going to do. But then if they do a season three, then there's a clear point where they can move on to the next story. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's, what's this on? HBO. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'll have to get a subscription at some point so I can watch that and True Detective and uh, I forget what all else. How are you watching Game of Thrones? Illegally. Never mind. <laughs> Let's move on to the main movie. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm Tell me coming I may I'm coming home. home. <laughs> Let the rain wash away. Yep, that's the theme song to Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, starring Tom Holland as Spidey and Zendaya as Mary Jane, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, uh, Samuel Jackson as Samuel Jackson Nick Fury, or is it? Oh, that's um, the sound of a wink. Uh, John Favreau as Happy Hogan and Kobe Smulders, Kobe Smulders as, as Maria. Maria Hill, maybe. Um, and of course, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. What did you think of the movie? Terrible. So bad. I, I feel like I do that every time. Just like, it's a, oh, yeah, it's, it's unexpected. Into it, it's good. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I I wasn't sort of enjoying it up until the, the turn, up until mm-hmm. the reveal. And then I loved it from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they do a great job with this stuff. Yeah. I think the the thing they do really well, I really like the movie a lot too. Um, I think what they do really well in these movies is they really do capture the sense, like the feeling of like being in high school very well. Absolutely. And that's something that they have not done well in the previous Spider-Mans. And I think part of that is one, like Andrew Garfield and and, um, Tobey Maguire did not look like they belonged in high school. Like they both looked like they were like 20 somethings playing, you know, high schoolers. No. Yeah. I thought the whole time jump thing was very weird and I still don't get exactly what happened. The fact that they were in high school, uh, and then five years later, some of them have aged five, you know, five years. Some of them have not. And yet they're all still in high school. How does that happen? Well, like, so the character, I forget, I've now it's now been like two weeks since I saw the movie, but the uh-huh. the the younger the like buff Asian guy in the movie was the only one who changed. But he was like a younger brother of somebody they were in high school with before, uh-huh. so he wasn't in high school with them. But he was the younger brother of a classmate of theirs. Okay, so he aged the five years to catch up to them, where he would have been like uh-huh. shrimpy and five years younger than them when they were in high school before. I so I thought that they implied that Ned. Did not get snapped. No, they all got snapped. They all did. Yeah. That makes more sense to yeah. me. Yeah. 
everybody like it's it's a little too coincidental that like the whole cast that, like the whole cast got snapped away yeah but if that's the story they want to tell then that's fine because i think they did a fine job with it okay yeah okay that makes more sense to me i thought they were like you know certain oh, people N- who ned's did like 20 now yeah exactly yeah he's just you know he's just hanging out in high school with these people who are not his age anymore because there was a scene where spider-man goes up and hugs ned and for some reason it seemed like Ned had been there the whole time oh, and like he, was so happy to see right. that uh, that Peter was back. So it it gave me the impression that it wasn't like they both got snapped and they were just like, oh, cool, yeah, now that everybody's back and I know that, I'm right. so happy to see you again. It, it would be, though. it is strange because, you know, you could read into it maybe that um, when Ned came back, he would be worried that, Peter would have died That's fighting true. Thanos again. That's true, yeah. But he's also his best friend, so, like, the only time they see each other is at school. So, like, the months between him fighting Thanos, he didn't call Ned and say, like, hey, just so you know, I am still alive. And, like, you know, I'll see you at school in two weeks. But, like, at, at no point did he, like, reach for his phone and say, like, Ned, I'm alive. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, my God, let's hang out yeah. or anything. It just, yeah, that was a... That that's a, a slight stretch, but uh-huh. and this isn't even a Fantastic Four movie, so like, what business does it have to do stretching? But um, I uh, I don't get it. Uh, there's a character named Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four who stretches, and uh, why did I jump to? I thought you were talking about the Fast and the Furious. I don't know uh, why. <laughs> like, I kind of stumbled F's. over my words. It's so. all the F's in there. Yeah. All right, Fantastic Four. That makes one more of the sense. Uh, one of the characters Stretching in Fast and the Furious also stretches. Yeah the truth sometimes okay (laughs) i am curious about a fantastic four and what they're gonna do also but yeah yeah, this is this is side down the line okay yeah let's talk more about this movie yeah i um i i love what jake gyllenhaal did and what they did with jake gyllenhaal what he was great he was great i think like i mean so I, I saw the movie with my wife. She is totally unfamiliar with comics mm-hmm. and like who is who. Yeah. And so she didn't know who Mysterio was. So like when I went into the movie, I was like, at some point he will turn out to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't, they don't, they don't like hint that the, they have like the slightest little hint mm-hmm. in like the third elemental battle. Mm-hmm. And that's like when Peter's swinging around, he like hits something invisible. And he's like, what was that? And then they move on from it. There's not yeah. like a, he's like, what was that? Yeah. Somebody look into it. Like, it was just like, oh, what the heck? And then like moves on. Uh-huh. And so it plants this little thing. Like what's going, there's something weird here. Yeah. But it goes like, they have like two big fight scenes where he is like a hero uh-huh. before that. So they do a good job of establishing to you, the movie going audience that he is a true hero. Uh-huh. And it doesn't like they, then they start to sprinkle in little hints that he might not be the person you think he is. Yeah. And then when he does like his full blown, like that's a wrap, everybody, we got what we want. You know, like yeah. I'm the bad guy thing. I thought it was a very satisfying turn. And you're right. I think the movie, like I was in, I enjoyed the whole movie, but there's a definite shift. Like once he turns the movie, yeah. like really ramps up. Yeah, it really does. And <clears throat> before it happens, like, I know who Mysterio is. Yeah. But I also saw Captain Marvel, and I know who the scrolls are. And right. they didn't turn out to be That's the same. That's a good point. And so I had a bit of a, like, you know, I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen uh, with Mysterio, but I don't know exactly how they're going to do it this time. Right. You know? 
uh, because scrolls just turned out to be uh, good guys. Right. And they're trying to protect them the whole time when they're supposed to be the the, the comics are the bad guys. And so, um, yeah, as Mysterio, I was like, oh, well, maybe he is just, maybe they're just setting up a weird multiverse thing. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nope. Nah. So, but I mean, yeah, eventually, because, <laughs> because uh, Doctor Strange, unless he's also getting fooled by Mysterio the whole movie. <laughs> Uh, but the it way turns out in Doctor Strange, it's just more like yeah, drones, drones and yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm a sorcerer, but I just yeah, I can't. It's the, it's the <laughs> can't guy from the this. yeah, the guy from the first <laughs> Iron Man movie again. Just like, oops, <laughs> sorry, Doctor Strange. I the fact that it turned out to be all those people that were slighted by uh by that Tony was such Stark a smart Stark industries. Yeah, so great. It, yeah, it like instantly gives you uh, compassion for them. You right. know, kind of like, oh yeah, I can see why they're. Why they're like this? Why they they got hurt by them? And they showed the scenes, and they were actually from the movie. Oh, it was just fantastic! The what a great yeah. Mysterio's a, just sitting there, heartbroken when he calls it Barth or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, like ah. Oh. And then uh, the other guy getting uh, yelled at by Obadiah Stane. Yeah, and it was it was so believable too. Like, of mm-hmm. course, there are, there are a ton of people working on this. Stuff right. that just gets kind of tossed around and attributed to Tony Stark. Whatever he wants to do, he gets to do it. And, you know, he is a great character, but he's not always a great guy. Right. Um, And so I love that. I love that whole room of people mm-hmm. celebrating and just like the 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 workers who had been, uh, who had been like really smart people. Yeah. Who had just kind of been trivialized. Yeah. The whole time. It was also great. interesting to do that. Because, like, the first half of the movie, everybody's just, like, grieving Tony, especially yeah. Peter. Yeah. And to have, like, all these characters, like, how do we deal with life after yeah. Tony Stark? And then you have this other subset of characters just like, fuck, yes, he's dead. Fuck, <laughs> yes, he's You're just like, oh, my God. Like, come on. Like, let's, these are the bad guys. It is so cool. Such a, yeah, such a good twist. Yeah. And even expecting something, right? It's still kind of like yeah. throws enough at you that you're just like, okay, that was good. And, right. And like, how could you predict? Like, nobody went into that predicting that exact no. thing. And the fact that it was, you know, a really good modern interpretation. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was running around at the end in the same suits that the Hulk wears, you know, the same CG suits that yeah. you see in any behind the scenes of Avengers specifically. Right. You know? That was hilarious. Yeah. That was great. That was so fun to see. Mm-hmm. And it like the idea of these drones flying around and projecting stuff. It was very smart, worked so well, a good update to the character. Mm-hmm. And uh and they pulled it off. Yeah. I agree. I, I I enjoyed this movie so much, and part of that is I think Jake Gyllenhaal turns in a great performance yes. as Beck mm-hmm. slash Mysterio. And I think that they've really taken the criticism that people used to give them about like the not giving their villains yeah. um, a good reason to be a villain. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they've really taken that to heart. And like, he was a, like a great, like I liked his backstory. Mm-hmm. I liked his motivation, even yep. though like, I don't like his motivation, but I liked what they, you know, like the, yeah. the inclusion of it. And it, yeah, he was like a believe he had a believable reason to have turned out this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though he's obviously going too far and like starts to snap towards the end, you're just like, you can kind of see why he would start to turn that way. And then, of course, he turns it up too much and becomes yeah. this super villain. Yeah. But yeah, totally. I just. But, yeah, yeah, that's what you would expect. That's what what better uh, 
what better personality for a supervillain, right? Yeah. It's somebody who you can see where they're coming from, but then it's like way too far. That's mm-hmm. that's you see those people in, in life all the time where right. like, dude, dude, I kind of agree with you halfway, but chill the fuck yeah. out, man. You've taken it like ten steps too far now yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. So great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um at the end when they reveal that uh I don't I'm just jumping around. No, we can just yeah, it's fine. Okay. At the end when they reveal after the credits mm-hmm. that uh Nick Fury and Maria Hill were both uh, scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, I loved it for a lot of reasons. First of all, I thought that they were like a little bit inept. And so it explains yeah. that away that like, okay, there's a lot of stuff that surprised them. A lot of stuff where, you know, would that really be a decision? <laughs> that yeah. It, it seems like uh, Nick Fury is often on top of everything three steps ahead and he was just kind of like flying by the seat of his pants here and it's kind of understandable when the whole world gets snapped but also like he's still nick fury yeah exactly and so it's nice to see that okay he's in in control all this stuff and it was just you know his lackeys there Mm -hmm. the other thing that i liked about it is they actually used the scrolls for that that for what they're there for yeah for oh my gosh that character that i thought the whole time was this other character isn't that character right it was the deception that shape-shifting allows do you think that that is planting the seeds for at some point a secret invasion i i story i hope they go there but uh even if it was just this it's way better than uh what we got in captain marvel i yeah because that was you know you never got more than like the biggest reveal was colson in the car and that was about like five ten minutes or something like that so the fact that we went through a whole movie and then finally like oh tricked you you thought it was that person is not I thought that was good, a good use of it. And they were able to do that while keeping the scrolls still good at, for the moment. You know? Yeah. I thought it was a cool way to do that. And I hope they do Secret Invasion. And if they do it, I hope they do it well. You know, I hope they they really like um, that it doesn't, that it all makes sense. Because you, it, there's trouble there if you're actually making, you know, you have however many directors making however many movies and then you right. come in and saying like oh no that that wasn't actually that character oh well then why did they do this why sure. did they do that but i think that it could turn out really well and especially considering how well they they seem to be handling everything right and it could be like a you know if they choose to do a secret invasion because they've they've established that the scrolls are a sympathetic mm-hmm. uh race so far that you know, in the same way that they're bad humans, there could be bad scrolls yeah, too. That, so that's they have, what the creators have mentioned yeah. is that, you know, there it's a, it's a race and, um, you know, there are, there are many different facets yeah. to, to everyone. So, yeah. uh, the fact that they're like driving that point home, I think that th- there could still be a scroll invasion. Yeah. In fact, we might be in the midst of it right now. I <sighs> don't even know. My gosh. Yeah. Well, we should talk about the other, uh, post credit scene mm-hmm. where, uh, Peter is swinging around town with his main squeeze MJ and we get a news bulletin uh, delivered by J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Played by J.K. Simmons. I He's back. I jumped like legitimately like pumped my fist in the air and yes (laughs) and like jumped out of my chair and I think I embarrassed my wife so much. Um, But I for the longest time it was such a bummer to me the only bummer that they were not continuing the the sam raimi spider-man movies was that jk simmons was not still playing j jonah jameson because he's he's perfect perfect. so good he is perfect and like every iteration of j jonah jameson since then Uh whether it's like the spider-man game 
or him in comics uh-huh. has all now mimicked the J- the J.K. Simmons performance of him. Yeah, and to like just say, you know what? Let's just recast him. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, and I was just like, I was so happy to see him on screen as as J. Jonah Jameson. Agreed. And then right after that, the big reveal. The big reveal that uh, Mysterio had one trick up his last trick up his sleeve, and that was to uh, doctor the footage to make it look like Spider-Man was attacking people and that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That reveal, I my jaw dropped. I that couldn't believe I, they yeah. revealed that. But um, yeah, I that's going to be uh, a big thing for the next, right. well, you know, for everything. Like the fact that he got outed and um, I, I thought it was great. My jaw dropped when it happened. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Even though right before that i was thinking he's swinging with mj and i'm like for people who don't know who spider-man is they know the who fact- Mar- like there's going to be somebody who's going to be able to piece together who mary jane yeah, is paparazzi take a picture like why is he swinging around with this high yeah. school girl and just like yeah they would figure they're like okay these these people hang out with her and, right okay that's that's spider-man <laughs> yeah um so i was like well yeah he's about to get <laughs> you know, revealed anyway. Right. So the fact that Mysterio did it, I was like, all right, now I don't have to worry about that. I anymore. mean, it's, it sets up a lot of intrigue for the next Spider-Man movie. Cause it, I, I think they're going to do his senior year of high school. Uh-huh. And so to have this, I mean, how, like, what do they do? Like, I heard an interesting theory on this based on when the net Netflix shows were canceled uh-huh. because, um, the Spider-Man movie, if they keep the same pace of uh, two years in between, yeah. the next Spider-Man movie is going to come out in 2021. Uh-huh. 2021? Yeah. I don't know. Who says 2000? I don't know. It's me. Same thing. But um, they said uh, Daredevil was canceled in 2018. Uh-huh. And there's, they need two years in between when a show is canceled, when you can restart it. Yeah. It would give them plenty of time to put Daredevil in this one to... Um, represent him oh as a client and and Uh get through the legal troubles of whatever or and to help him fight and everything i was like sure that's an interesting idea to have the the daredevil spider-man team up yeah i think it could could be fun that would be cool Um, Uh, i don't know if it'll happen probably not but could be let me before we go i'm gonna read uh robert's robert texas his thoughts on spider-man far from home and let me put on my robert glasses all right. Um, um, uh, here's my Robert voice. <laughs> I thought the movie was a lot of fun. Old Jake Gyllenhaal. Old, uh, old Jake Gyllenhaal was a great Mysterio, and the supporting cast did a good job. The movie was nicely set up, a wider world for our hero and the shoes he'd have to fill in in a post-Stark world. Overall, I give Night Monkey right at home four out of five Green Goblin Bombs. Yes. So when I was thinking of doing an impersonation of Rob, mm-hmm. for some reason, I was going to do a pirate uh, voice uh-huh. for Rob. Do you want to give it a try right now? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. Okay. Um, Save uh, for the yeah, next time he punks out on us. I like where you went with it. The Thanks. other option was to do a couple stories and Sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, what's that? Spoiter, a, a Spoiderman. Spoiderman. Yeah. I, th- oh, I thought it was I great. Sure, I sure love that Spider-Man. Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
So Robert. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what we've done with his voice, but it's, hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Canadian and it's Robert. Yeah. And it's perfect. It's per singer. It's per singer. All right, man. Yeah, dude. What a great episode. So fantastic. Had fun. Let's, let's just continue to do it. Let's just like, Rob. yeah, let's just like tell Robert that we canceled the podcast and then we'll just do it the two of us. Yeah. Great. Agreed. All right. Done. Cool. Yeah. All right. Listeners, Sorry, you're in on this, so don't tell Robert. Mm-hmm. Keep it secret. All right. Keep it safe. We'll see you later. Aroos. Aroos.